welcome everyone to an all-new online friend simulator, because everyone can use a friend even online. I am Francis, aka the other guy, and welcome back. Thank you for downloading, playing, sharing this fine show. For anyone new, this is for those who are just looking for a friend, maybe feeling lonely, maybe feeling like there's no one out there like them. I'm hoping that I can help bridge gap in some way, shape, or form. Sharing my story, sharing the stories of other people who are willing to contribute and just let others out there know that you are not alone and you have friends out there, whether you can see them or not. And also this is used to help put people to sleep because that's what I do. I'm very good at that. Um, we are back with a brand new show. We have a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. It's been a few weeks. And it's been like that for a very, very good reason. I just want to start off by saying, hey, I am back <laughs> to do another show. And it's different. I'm trying to change this up a little bit. I'm trying to give this show a little bit of, not flair, but just something different. It's usually around this time with most of my podcasts that I allow myself a little, a little something that just makes the show pop a little more maybe or just because normally it takes me a while to kind of figure out my groove and as you can tell with the music with that bit of groove at the very beginning um hopefully i'll find it from here on out uh this will still be a one mic show so if that's not something you're used to it's perfectly fine hopefully uh you'll find this soothing and easy to listen to um I'll be adding some more geeky things here and there. I got a couple of sound effects and stuff that I might be putting in there uh, just so that uh, we can just change it up a little bit and just, uh, you know, give it some, like I said, some personality. And so we're going to start off by catching up with what's been going on with me, shall we? Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm okay, I guess. Um... It's very interesting. I have been kind of been in zombie mode the last, actually, I don't know how long it's been happening. I know it's been a while, at least a few months. And for some people out there, they'd be like, really? I haven't really noticed a zombie. It's like, yeah, I've been kind of an autopilot lately. And I am very good, I think, even though I do wear my heart on my sleeve, I'm very good when need be to kind of hide that stuff for other shows, for instance, like I've been doing a show called super geeked up lately, which requires a camera in my face and to be upbeat and to be fun and to be funny, which I apparently can be. Um, and so I am doing that show. And so I need to be able to be perky, you know, and be, positive and I'm able to pull that off because well I, it's not nobody needs to really see this side I mean this is for you guys this is for those who are maybe maybe know what I'm feeling may have been in the same boat that I've been in and that's kind of what I've been doing lately is just being in this weird zombie mode which is why if I think I, I may be I may not be getting out of it anytime soon <laughs> The perils of depression, I guess. But 
I am able to kind of ebb and flow with it. And right now I'm in the flow part. I'm in kind of the upswing. And so uh, that's why I was able to <laughs> bring myself to change some things, change the music, can add these different sound effects. But yeah, it's been pretty strange. And kind of the biggest example of this was over the weekend. Now, mind you, uh, let me just do a quick um, preface and a quick uh, disclaimer. I do the show about three or four times before I post it. So in other words, I've done a couple of these recordings already, and I'm usually pretty unhappy with it because of maybe something I said or something I feel was just irrelevant. And so instead of just editing it, editing it out, which would probably be easier, but probably destroy the flow, I just re-record and hopefully keep the flow going. Um, and I've been doing this ever since I started podcasting, like, years ago. So it's it's kind of my style is to do this over and over again, especially if I'm doing it by myself. When I'm with someone else, I have an easier time about it. But anyway, moving back. So over the weekend, I actually recorded an episode after a trip to uh, the, be the beach town of Santa Monica here in California. And... I normally go there about once a quarter, so once every three months I like to go out there, take a look at the beach, walk the pier. There's a uh, cool little British shop over there that I like to get some like sweets in and, and some just treats. Like I've gotten some Cornish pasties there at one point, and I'll get my uh, my custard creams there if I need to or whatever, you know, I just go there because uh, I like it and I like the atmosphere and there used to be a Barnes and Noble there that I used to frequent and fortunately it's gone and there's like buskers out there and street performers and it's just a fun little place and I go and for the last few years actually many years I, I, I've been going uh, maybe I don't go quarterly but I go at least twice a year there uh, or more and just I go and hang out and by myself and kind of just do the people watching and soak in the scenery. And this time around, I definitely felt <laughs> like it really hit me. It's like, oh, I am going. I am in autopilot. I am in zombie mode right now because I went through the entire day and it just disappeared on me. And I don't remember seeing much or doing much. I mean, sure, I got my... My Cornish, no, I didn't make uh, not Cornish pasty. I'm sorry. Uh, my um, my penguin, uh, chocolate little chocolate treats that are kind of like Tim Tams, um, my custard creams and some Sidona, which I haven't had since I've been to Ireland a couple years ago. So it was nice to get a bottle of Sidona, uh, which is like an appley drink. Um, and yeah, I barely barely any of that day registered, but yet I can I can kind of remember it was a beautiful day. You know, it was cool and the sun was out. The sound of the ocean was clear. There was a ton of people there, just so many tourists and so many just people looking to, to get away from our weird weather here in California with its super highs and decent lows. I mean, yeah, sure. Okay. You guys are going to laugh if you're from the East Coast or whatever, or even from the Midwest. Uh, yeah, I know we don't have real winters, but. It's cold for us, okay? It's cold for us. But when you have, like, the beauty of nature, which I completely appreciate and enjoy. I love nature. I love environments like that. 
I love soaking in just the things around me. It's what I love. It's what I do, especially when I'm alone. Like it's, it gives me a sense of peace and a sense of calm. And I didn't feel any of that this time. And like I said, it was a beautiful day, uh, no clouds in the sky. The, the sun was, was just perfect, you know? And, and then of course the ocean breeze kept it nice and cool the entire time. There was even a seal that came to greet some of the people that were by the pier. There was just, so many things going on and yet none of it registered and it kind of freaked me out a little bit knowing that like i know i i think my loneliness is getting to me now mind you it's fine <laughs> it's, I, I, i'm not want for for friends for instance i have people i know people i'm friends with but they're all scattered across the country across the world even and it's difficult to socialize and to be around people. And we need that. Uh, I think, I think I say it almost every episode. Like we need people. We need social interaction in a more meaningful sense. Not like just like, Hey, person behind the till. Uh, yeah, I want to buy this thing. And they ring you up and that's it. That, that you, you need more interaction than that. Um, I, I tweeted once and I'm fairly certain I've mentioned this before, but I tweeted, and if this is your first time, Hey, great. If this is like your 20 something time, sorry, I promise I'll talk about something different, <laughs> but yeah, I, I tweeted once that my most physical interaction with people is when I get my hair cut because someone's actually touching me. Like the stylist is touching my head. Uh, when they wash my hair, they're touching my scalp. Like that's the only time I ever really get touched. And I had a friend of mine, when I posted it, be shocked. And I'm like, what? Nobody hugs you? Nobody like does anything like that? I'm like, no, no, uh, not anymore at least. And that's fine. Look, this isn't like a woe is me type of thing. It's just, it's just reality. And I'm not upset about it, but you will eventually notice at some point that, Oh, I haven't really been physically interacting with anybody recently. And it, it'll get to you at some point or another. It's just, you know, way of life. It's just human nature. Right. But that was a wake up call for me. And though I will be, trying to go out there and try to meet with people and trying to hang out with folk like fans of the show, like people I met before I even done this show. I mean, I'm going to try to do that, but it's difficult and it's interesting and it's, it all stems down. It look, it's this weird, like circle, right. Of a person who suffers from some anxiety, some, especially social anxiety, definitely depression. Uh, all of these different things that kind of, keep you from interacting with the world around you. Like it freaks me out. Just, just today I was asked if I wanted to participate in like a website where I could do interviews and stuff like that. And the thought of doing interviews <laughs> freaks me out, even though I've done it before. Look, don't get me wrong. I have done it before. And when push comes to shove, I believe I can do it, but it, it's the, the idea scares me. The thought of like, having to interact with a stranger just totally gets to me. And hopefully I will get over that. I mean, I used to be, this used to be not the case, you know, I used to be not so mad, 
So where I could actually interact with people, talk to people and like, Hey, everybody, like I used to be, you know, pretty social, uh, for a short pound, a mere period of time. <laughs> like there was a little stint, there's a little circle, a hole in the middle of my life, uh, in my youth where I was like, yeah, I can talk to people. Yeah. I like to be social. Yeah. I like to do that stuff. And all of a sudden, well, stuff happens anyway. Um, another thing that's happening to me is, uh, in previous episodes, I'm like, yeah, look, I'm a little big. Oof. Yeah, I got a beer belly and I don't drink beer. Ooh. Like, I need to change the stuff about me. And uh, there was an anonymous person on the website uh, who commented on the show and said, Hey, you know what? Good idea. Go work out. Go eat healthy. Go go lose that weight. You'll feel better. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. And what did I do? I ended up... <laughs> I don't know how many people do this. You know, I don't know how many people experience this, but... Sometimes things overwhelm you and or things get to you. And because I've been going on autopilot, most things that are like outside of my normal routine, if it, if it strays from my everyday routine, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. And even I find food doesn't really calm me down, but it does help. It does help mellow me out. And it's unfortunate because I'm trying to actually do the opposite of the thing that I'm doing, which is... Not gaining weight, but losing it. But that's that's a whole other thing. But if you're suffer- if you're struggling like I am, I completely get you. It is tough. This world does not make it easy. And plus, to add on to all of this stuff, the 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 autopilots, the food for comfort, I have been one hundred percent just engulfed and obsessed. With a video game by the name of Persona 5. Now, for those unfamiliar with Persona 5, and I hope not to bore you guys with video game talk, but it's a great game. (laughs) It's a Japanese role-playing game. It is uh, where you take on the role of like these high school students and you fight monsters and demons from another universe, from a metaverse, and you're trying to save people and trying to be heroes, but at the same time, you're also garnering relationships and friendships, and it's kind of a dating sim even, where you're trying to, you know, flirt and romance different female characters. It's like, it's amazing. Uh, I've only had that experience with games like Mass Effect or uh, Dragon Age, but those seem even limiting in the kind of grand scheme of things here because there's like there's measurements and there's stats and there's like all of these different things that are kind of my jam like I'm a I'm kind of um I like to level characters up I like oh, that's kind of a thing I like to do <laughs> uh I like to I don't know like gamification of everything and your skills and your social skills and your your abilities are all obviously because it's a video game. It's gamifying. It's just, it's something that's fun. It's also something that that's difficult for me to admit, but it's, it's more control I have over my gaming life over this character than I do over my real life. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with this game because of the sheer amount of control I have that I don't necessarily have in the real world. Now, some might, point out and say, of course you have control over your life. Of course you have control over these things. But 
but not to the level that these games provide. And mind you, look, I, I'm obsessed with the music. I'm obsessed with the gameplay. Like, so much so that I'm thinking of doing a gaming podcast so I can actually go into detail about what I like about this game, what I love about this game. But uh, this is not the place. I just, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. And I, I've been pouring, I'm embarrassed. I'm not even going to mention the number of hours I've been pouring into this game, but I've been pouring a lot of hours into this game. So much so that I've already beaten it once and I'm playing it a second time. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's how deep I am into this game, and I am truly just having such a good time with it. And so, this is helping. This, this is all kind of being a, all part of this whirlwind of 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 being this robotic person at the moment. And I don't know what it is. In all honesty, I don't know what it is. I think part of it is really the lack of actual social interaction. For instance, I had a, I used to do a podcast called Sincer. I mean, I'm still doing Sincer Sarcasm. It's a podcast that I do. Uh, it's named after you know just the name of the website. My co-host Dave the Drummer has real life hit him. First off, he lives in Ireland. Secondly, he has a full time job. Thirdly, you know he has a relationship with his wife that he wants to maintain. I can't record with him anymore because he has a life now. And I have not at all realized how much I miss interacting with him on a weekly basis. Like, he was the voice of sanity for me. When I, he was one of the, he is very, pretty, very close or pretty much one of the only people I am sharing 90% of what's going on with my head and my mind and my life Okay, maybe not that high. Maybe it's 80%. Look, I'm very guarded, <laughs> right? I keep a lot of stuff to the chest because, ah, people have screwed me in the past. Ooh, people screwed me. Um, But not having him around has really taken a toll. And, you know, I have another friend of mine uh, who does the Points of Interest podcast podcast, and where well, I'm the co-host. I don't run that one like I do Sincere Psychism. I really don't get to talk to him maybe once every other week because of our schedules and because of timing. And we just don't have, you know, I don't necessarily have the time. He doesn't necessarily have the time. Like it, it's weird being a, you know, we want to spend time with these people and it's rough. And then I have a new friend who I talk to a lot on the phone, but it's mostly about her and not about me and her love life and all that stuff. Like it's, it's great. I love being there for a friend. Boy, can it be. I mean, but it, it, it's by choice. Look, I admit it's by choice. I don't want to. Maybe this is me, but I notice at least when I talk about myself, people seem to be disinterested and I'm perfectly fine with that. I think most people aren't really interested in other people's business, right? They want to just be able to share theirs. I, prefer, I respect that because I do. I know I have that feeling. You know, so if they want to, and I'm more than happy to be a sounding board, I'm glad that they have a place they can talk to someone who wants to see these people happy. But anyway, so I think it's getting to me so much so that I have dive, dove, divin <laughs> into a game in which I am just completely invested in. 
And it's not like this is the first time I've been this kind of obsessed, you know. I mean, I I watched a movie called Scott Pilgrim versus the World by Edgar Wright, or directed by Edgar Wright, and uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, uh, written by him. And uh, I've seen that movie almost 30 times in, in actual theaters and actual big screens. That doesn't include the times I've watched it on Netflix or on my, on the DVD or the Blu-ray that I own. Like I, I watch a movie all the time. I obsessed with that movie and, and it was there for me when I was homeless, which I know is again, you can reprimand me for wasting my money on a movie, but I needed an escape and that was my escape and it lasted me for a very long time. And this is my escape now. And I don't know what I'm escaping from, which is kind of weird. So that's currently what's going on with me. Uh, another thing you'll notice is I used to make these episodes about half an hour long. Uh, now I'm not going to pay attention to the time. Well, half an hour to 45 minutes. Now I'm not just going to pay attention to the time. I just have stuff I want to talk about and I'm going to keep talking about it till I'm done talking about it. But that's, that's one of the things. I, I don't know why I'm saying all this stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> Watch me do a, a, a 20th recording of this show because I can't seem to put, bring, you know, uh, put these things together. But anyway. So I'm trying to find out what it is that is getting me to this place. Maybe it's the holidays. I mean, you may not count Halloween as a holiday, but Halloween's a holiday. People seem to get into the spirit of Halloween. People seem to like it. And, you know, it reminds me of a time when I was someone who participated in Halloween. Like, even as an adult, I went to Halloween parties. People don't seem to ever get tired of Halloween. Even though, you know, I, which is weird to me. Because when I was a kid, I wasn't into it. Yeah, I got candy. As a matter of fact, I don't even remember what I dressed up as, as a child. I I remember going to the mall getting candy at one point. I, I remember going to, you know, my family's neighborhoods, my family, my relatives' neighborhoods and getting candy. But I, I don't remember much of it. It wasn't really my holiday. I didn't like scary things. I didn't want to be scared. I'm not much of a horror movie person. I'm not much for, like, wanting to be freaked out. It's not my thing. <laughs> and yet, everyone's into it. And I love it. And I'm so glad everyone's into it. And I think that's part of another reason why I'm feeling a little bit in limbo is because I can't relate too much to it. And yes, I just said, uh, yeah, I, w I went to parties. I went to parties because my friends went to parties or my ex or my girlfriends at the time. I shouldn't say ex, but my girlfriends at the time. You know, whoever I was with, they wanted to do something Halloween. Halloween's a big thing for a lot of people. I completely get it. And it is kind of the start to the holiday season, right? right? Am I weird for thinking that? Am I weird for, for, for thinking that Halloween's kind of the start of the holiday season? Because after this is what? It's everyone's prepping for, you know, Thanksgiving. And then after that, I mean, like these three months are just jam-packed full of stuff. And it's... It's dawning on me that I'll be doing most of this stuff. I mean, luckily I'll be able, I'll be, I'll be with family, you know, but 
there was something special when you had someone special to celebrate these things with. There was something that allowed you to make it your own. You created your own traditions, for instance. Like you provided a template for what you guys would do every year if you had someone with you, whether they be friends or a significant other. You created kind of a routine that was comfortable, that was familiar, that was like home. It's amazing that something, I'm not going to call Halloween trivial, for instance. It's not a trivial holiday. People really, really enjoy Halloween. And I, too, for for a very brief time, enjoyed it. You know, I, I went to the haunted mazes. I did the parties. I, like I said, like, I did that stuff. And I get it. And I want to know if people are still doing that stuff now. Like, I'm curious. I don't know. I, mean, I, ha- I haven't done a Halloween thing in the last three or four years. I mean, I don't have any kids. <laughs> and I am a little, I am a bit of a jerk because I don't even give out candy. <laughs> Just, you know. Mostly because if I had any oh, left over, I'd end up eating it myself. And it's like the last thing I need to do. But there's a thing, you know, people can give out candy and stuff like that. But I'm curious. You know, it's the beginning of the big holiday season. And I even tried to think of, like, music to listen to, to get into the spirit of Halloween, to get into the spookiness of Halloween. And sadly, there's not too much that I really enjoy listening to that's Halloween-related. Maybe you guys have something that you can suggest. There's... Halloween spooks that I think is funny that the local radio station talks about. There's Rosa G who uh, does a bunch of these holiday songs that she hasn't done in years, but there's some old ones that I think are pretty funny. Uh, There's so many different type of holiday Halloween songs out there. There's the nightmare before Christmas, which is a Halloween staple for a lot of people. I mean, these are the traditions I'm talking about. These are the things that we develop over time. And I think even if you're, a single person like me, someone who may not go out much or have a lot of people to hang out with, I think it is up to us to provide our own traditions so that should the day come that we have someone to share it with, we have something to share with them. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I like to think I'm creative a little bit. Um, I'm going to pat myself in the back a little bit. I, I, I was recently reminded about a thing I did back when I worked for the movie theater. So during one of the Harry Potter films, which is like weirdly enough considered Halloween-ish. I want to say they do like a Harry Potter marathons during Halloween, which is weird. I know they do um, Twilight Zone and stuff like that, which makes much more sense. But Harry Potter, I guess the magic and stuff. Wizards and witches and whatnot. But when I used to work for the movie theater, um, I was, it was during the time, it was during the good time. I, like I said, I had this brief, like six years of just, I was just aces at everything. (laughs) Because when I first started working at this movie theater, people were like, uh, I made it, I I made this weird splash and it wasn't intentional. I'm just a person who likes to be nice. Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> Does that mean I'm not a nice person because I point out that I'm nice? I don't know. That's uh, But I like, 
you know, I, I like to be a ham. Okay, I shouldn't say nice. I like to be a ham. I like to be um, overzealous, I guess, or exuberant or or earnest about pretty much everything. And when I worked for the movie theater for, for a while, uh, it was weird because, like, I was getting compliments, which I wasn't used to. Um, all this stuff. I'm not going to pat my own back or anything in regards to all that stuff, but uh, I gained a reputation there where people trusted me and people expected me a lot of good things from me. And Harry Potter, I, I don't know which movie it was, but it was it was a time where they were promoting the Birdie Bots Every Flavor Jelly Bean. And for some weird out-of-this-world reason, the general manager of the theater was like, we need to find a way to sell these beans, uh, not just at the concession stand, but in the theaters themselves, because this is a promotional thing. It's part of the Harry Potter universe. We should think of a way to do that. And I wasn't, I was, I think I was just a regular employee that I wasn't like a supervisor or anything at the time, but I'm like, well, we could do this skit and sell it that way. And he's like, great, write up script, uh, write up a script and, and perform it. And if it's good, we'll do it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I wrote up this weird script because again, you know, it's a movie theater full of, just, you know, college students, high school students, like just people looking to work. And none of us were actors. I mean, I acted in high school, you know, that was the most of my acting experience, but we weren't, we weren't actors. But yet here I am, I'm writing a script. I'm like, we need people. We need someone to play Harry Potter and Hermione and, and Ron and we need a Malfoy and we need to like make it so that it's cool to, to do these, you know, to, to sell the beans. And I came up with this script, so dumb, where obviously we don't look like the actors, but I knew about Polyjuice Potion, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but I knew about Polyjuice Potion in the universe. And so the explanation as to why there were these two, these three Caucasian looking people who look at least remotely close to the characters in the Harry Potter universe. And then one tall, big Filipino man who played Ron Weasley for some reason. Yes, that was me. I played Ron, <laughs> but I made it to where they were trying to sneak in a way to get some food or something. I don't remember specifically, but it had to deal with the birdie bots, every flavor jelly bean and Malfoy finds out about it and Harry and Malfoy have a fight and I had this big strobe light event where they were shooting wands at each other and the strobe light effect was supposed to be the magic happening and the reason why I was so proud of it was because the audience I, like the reaction was actually pretty positive like the children were ooing and aahing and gasping and it was like it really it was it was probably probably Sadly, maybe my greatest accomplishment when it came to script writing. I mean, I, I, I wrote scripts later on, but I mean, they've never seen the light of day. You know, I actually never turned it into anything. But the fact that the general manager allowed me to make this play and we sold birdie bots and we sold them at the, the three biggest theaters. And it was great for like three weekends in a row. We did this and I was so sad we had to stop at some point, but you know, life goes on. I mean, we even had, I mean, 
Aside from strobe lights and wands, we even had the robes. And we wore the robes at the concession stand. We had to work at the concession stand. It was so amazing. And I don't know why I shared that story other than someone reminded me of it and I wanted to share it on here just because, yeah, I, I, it was such a, such a weird time. Um, and again, like, sadly, one of my greatest accomplishments when it came to, to my creativity, you know, it's, it's very strange. So I did that and it was, it was, it was good fun. It was great. And, uh, I hope to have the opportunity again, even though that was years ago, but maybe, you know, you don't know, maybe one day I'll have that opportunity to, to do something silly like that again. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, it's hard to transition out of that. So, um, let's talk about something interesting. This is going to be the last topic and then I'm, we're going to get out of here. Cause yeah, you know, you can know, I can't imagine listening to my voice for hell. For the half an hour it's already been, I can't imagine listening to this. Anyway, enough about holidays, enough about all that stuff. Um, hopefully I get out of this funk sooner rather than later. But the holidays do have a tendency to make it even worse. Like, it's very difficult for a lot of people during the holidays. Depression is very strong during the holidays. Uh, and I know I feel it. I feel it. Christmas comes around and, yeah, it can be tough. Because... Real briefly, okay, real briefly, just because, and I'll probably end up talking about this. No, I'm definitely going to be talking about this again when we get closer to the holidays. But during, uh, when I was with my previous relationship, um, I discovered a new facet of the holidays where Christmas was a big deal. Trees were always purchased. Gifts were, you didn't just get one thing. You get multiple things. You wrote a list. You went to these parties with the other family members. You got drunk, you know, which I didn't do at the time, which I feel like I should have now. Um, you got drunk and you, 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 you reminisce, you play games. Like there was this big, like my family really doesn't do that. We're, we're much more subdued. Like my family's much more subdued. Uh, it could be because it's a cultural thing. I'm not really sure, but you know, my, my, my ex was Caucasian and I guess they have a much more elaborate tradition, which is what I'm talking about. You like, you gain these traditions and, and, and it was very much a big deal. And so I can see why when you're alone, then you don't have those traditions or maybe you never experienced them. And so other people have those things. Like I get it. I get why it, it, it hits you pretty hard. And uh, it, I mean, it, it hits me hard for different reasons, but it still hits you pretty hard. So hopefully you'll know that maybe you can turn to this show <laughs> during that time. I mean, Honestly, this is this, this, this show is a shot in the dark, really. This, this show is just me trying something and hoping that it works for somebody, hoping that it, it's doing for you, the listener, what I would, what it does for me. Like it helps me, even though I don't know who you are, the, the vast majority of you, you know, and then look, I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot of people who download the show, but I don't know who you are, but being able to share and being able to hopefully connect this way, I think helps a lot. It helps me a little bit. So I'm hoping it helps you in some way. Anyway. All right. The, the weird topic I want to talk about before we get out of here, before I, before I wrap this thing up. Um, 
I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about heavy subjects. I mean, I talk about heavy subjects all the time. You know, all of my episodes are pretty heavy for the most part. I talk about a lot of weird stuff on here. I mean, I talk about all sorts of uh, experiences and a lot of it is sadly not incredibly positive. You know, I talked about uh, confidence and toxic people, depression, haters, regrets, like rejection. I really should start talking about positive things, you know. I mean, I did talk about San Diego Comic-Con and self-care and stuff like that. And hope. <laughs> like all of these different things. And uh, it's good to be positive. It's hard to be positive. I know there's a lot of optimistic people out there. More power to you. But for me, my, for me personally, it's difficult to maintain a positive attitude. Um, and I think it's because, well, okay. I think it's because everyone has a different path to what makes them happy. You know, some people believe that, hey, you know what? It's the attitude that you have that generates your happiness. If you have a happy attitude, you have uh, good things will happen. And I believe that I was on, you know, I uh, when I was uh, in therapy and taking antidepressants, I have to admit when you don't feel depressed, when you don't feel that anxiety, when you don't feel that sadness, it's easy to be like, yeah, you know what? It's a, it is your attitude. It is the way you feel. It's the way you think. You're like, yeah, that's how you stay positive. That's how you have good things happen is it's your outlook. It's, that's how you take things. Like if something bad happens, do you, do you just reminisce about it? Do you think about it? Do you, do you dwell on it or do you learn from it? Things like that, right? Right? That stuff's important, right? Yeah. Some of us have a harder time with that type of mentality. I mean, I am definitely in that camp. I have a really, really hard time accepting the good stuff. I'm not very good with compliments. I mean, I get compliments, which is weird. I have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> I have no idea how to approach that. It's weird. It's, 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 it's unusual, but it happens. And so we just, we have to, as individual individuals learn, I guess, how to be positive. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's more to it. There's more to it than that. And I'll, I'll probably get into more detail. Maybe I've already gone into detail. Mind you, I have a terrible memory. That's something you'll learn about me too, is I have the memory of a gerbil, which is both true and untrue. Like, I have, I have pretty good long-term memory. I remember a lot of things. I mean, I remember, I, I brought up a, uh, an event to my folks once way back. And I said, yeah, I remember, you know, getting a, a toy for my grandfather, but I was in a hospital bed. How old was I when that happened? Because I don't remember much beyond that. And they're like, oh, uh, you were like two <laughs> when that happened. And that was in the hospital for your heart disease, like when you had that heart thing. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but I remember it vividly, you know, and I remember stuff I did. You know, sometimes I'll say, man, I can't remember what I did yesterday. But you know what? I remember what I did at Santa Monica a few days ago. I remember what I did um, in Ohio a month ago. Like, I remember these things. I, I remember this stuff. 
but it's off and on. Like my, my memory's spotty at best. Uh, for various reasons. And so you'll learn that about me. <laughs> anyway. And I have a tendency to ramble. Again, I don't know why anyone listens to this in the first place. I'm amazed I have this many people, at least from what I can tell, downloading these shows because I have no idea why people do it. Anyway, moving on. So the topic I want to go, and it'll be brief, I guess. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe this is a three-hour show. You never know. Uh, I want to talk about being a man. Be a man. Masculinity. Look, I'm not going to get... I'll get in, when I get into the feedback stuff uh, later on. I don't do politics very well. I don't share my political views. I don't share my controversial views. I just don't. Because we live in a world right now where discussion isn't a thing quite yet. It used to be. Right now, a lot of people are angry. And I'm not here to feed any fuel or any fire whatsoever. But I do kind of want to talk about being a man, which may be controversial. So I recently did a show with someone who I consider very much a manly man. Like this guy, I admire. I, I think he's a great guy. I think he is fantastic. And he has a lot of what I, what some, I shouldn't say many or anything, but I think some were, would consider kind of a, uh, a traditional viewpoint on masculinity, on being a man. You know, you, you, you pull, you pull yourself up from your bootstraps. You, you fight for everything you get. If you're, if something bad happens to you, it's, it's you. You're the lazy, you know, jerk that didn't do hard and didn't work hard enough to get the amazing thing. Like, it's all on you as a man to provide for your family, to provide for yourself. If you're in the rut that you're in, it's because you're a, just a piece of dirt. Now, I'm not saying he says that, but I'm saying that he's much about, again, lifting yourself up from your bootstraps and, and being a hard worker and being positive and, again, you know, being a man, like man up type of thing. From what I can tell. Okay, I don't know him too well, but that is definitely the aura that I get. And I could be wrong. Look, he can, he may be listening and be like, you're totally wrong, dude. You're, the, you're, you're absolutely a liar. But I, I, I need it as kind of, I apologize, but I need it as kind of a foundation because it does exist. There are many people out there whom I see on a regular basis who still believe in these traditional things where, you know, a woman, you know, a, a, a woman would stay home and take care of the kid or whatever. Or if they have a second job, like they wouldn't be the breadwinner whatever like there's you know there's, there's still a lot of that stuff going on and when i boil it down when i boil it down to its basic parts i look at my own life and look at what's going on with me and and i see a lot of people who believe in like this be a man thing look at mental illness as a as a choice like you don't have to be depressed <laughs> You know, you don't have to feel these things. You just, you just fight through it. Be, be strong and fight through it. Are you a, a wuss or are you a man? <laughs> and I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Cause again, I've been in my rut. I've been in my little autopilot limbo business right now. And I've been off. To, I've been thinking like, why am I in here in the first place? What could I possibly do to get myself out of this? Cause I don't necessarily like it. 
I mean, I will admit it has been my safety blanket since I have been young. It has been my source of comfort since I've been a ch- since I've been a child. That's no joke. Since I've been a child, <laughs> and so when I think of this guy, I think, man, I could be. I should be more like necessarily this guy, but just like I should be more like these these dudes who are all about testosterone or whatever. Maybe not testosterone, but they're all about like powering through stuff before our current political climate took over the red pill um, statement. The red pill from my understanding was people who, who other (laughs) I'm going to, I'm apparently like diving into a lot of like internet uh, culture that may not necessarily be universally known, but you know, there's alphas and there's betas, right? Like the alpha male is someone who has all the money, has all the women, has all the sex, has all of the admiration, has all the friends. And then there's the beta male who is subdued, has none of the friends, has none of the women, has none of the sex, has none of the money. Uh, they, they are the ones who kowtow to the people who are alpha, the ones who have taken the red pill, so to speak. And, I think I, I kind of picture myself if I were to actually take look, I think those labels are ridiculous in all honesty. Uh but they exist and people out there wholeheartedly believe in it. There's churches of them, like in the philosophy, not actual real churches, but the philosophy have their churches. And I I'd like to think of myself as somewhere in the middle. Who's trying to who may not necessarily count out to the alpha, but I don't necessarily think I'm a pushover. But I don't, and and some may label this. Look, some may label this as look. This is the very definition of toxic masculinity, um, which I am not going to debate whether that's a thing or not. Uh, maybe I am inadvertently just by bringing this topic up. I get it. Again, I just don't want to. That's a, that is a pool of water I do not want to dive into. But all I know is that here I am. Being male, having not accomplished any of the goals that I have set myself set out for myself, which is by this time full on career uh, uh with a family and two point five children like well I've mentioned this before I've mentioned this in the past and I have been reassured like look everyone goes at their own pace. I completely understand that, but it does feel demasculating is that the word demasculating? In masculinity, a man, I don't know. Anyway, it feels like I feel, quote unquote, less than a man. It's weird. Like, what is the definition of a man, really? And should there be one? I don't know. All I know is that that is what is going on in my head right now, is this fight of, like, why am I wimping out? Why am I allowing this thing in my head to win? And most people... I think most logically thinking people who understand that there, there is a science to understand that there is a chemical imbalance in my brain going on right now that understands that therapy and medication could help. Even though, again, I, uh, for those wondering why I don't take medication now, I didn't like how I felt when I was on medication. And yes, I realized that there are probably others. I'm a little afraid to figure out what the side effects of those are. And I just don't want to feel like, 
more of a zombie. Like, yeah, maybe I'm okay, but I really felt like a zombie when I was on my antidepressants. Anyway, beside the point, beside the point, beside the point. But I'm in a position now where I feel like, given the right motivations and given the right tools, I can work my way at least through this, if not out of it. And part of that, again, deals with what it means to be a man. Now, I would love to do like a like a parallel sister episode, no pun intended, where a, where women kind of share, or a woman, I guess, because I'm not talking for all men. I'm just talking for myself, really. I'm not talking for all men, obviously. But for a woman to kind of share her thoughts on how it feels like to be a woman in the 21st century, like what it feels like her responsibilities are, and what, her, what she feels like is... Um, her maybe a crutch or maybe what empowers her and things like that. Like right, right now, nothing's empowering me in all honesty, nothing's empowering me. I'm trying to be nice to people. I've been asked to do things. I will do things. I will be there for people and I will provide like my all for folk, but I, I don't feel up to it. I'm doing it kind of out of character or kind of out of my zone because I don't feel like it. I don't feel, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I am literally on autopilot. I feel like, I have zero motivation and I've been talking about this for a while. I think since the first episode, which was like six months ago, I've been talking about how I feel like, man, I have zero motivation and it's true. I just don't have that, t- that type of motivation. I just, I have nothing that pushes me forward to do more than I already am. And I, and the funny thing is I did have that and not having that any, anymore again, kind of makes me feel like less of a quote unquote man. But what does it mean to be a man nowadays? Does that even have any weight saying be a man? I think a lot of people still hold on to traditional uh, definitions and, and traditions, uh, traditional traditions. Um, and I realize that there is uh, what, uh, again, I'm being very neutral here for my own sanity. Don't yell at me for being neutral. I want to be neutral because... I will keep most sane when I'm neutral. Uh, but yeah, like, I'm sure there's a progressive or more modern definition of what being a man is. I don't know anymore. I just don't. And so I, uh, I feel like if I can find out what it means, I can get myself out of this situation. All right. All right. Let's move on. To the feedback, I uh, hope I'm hoping uh, that people will provide feedback. I do get feedback, luckily, from uh, on the regular from a source uh, on the blog at sincerestarcasm.net from Right Cal Left Coast, longtime listener of the show since the very, very beginning, which is awesome. I want to thank him so much for that. I also have a regular listener, Lister's Mate, who uh, occasionally sends out voicemails, which you can do at 347-450-4335. I'm going to go with this. Um, I'm going to go with this comment on the blog. Uh, right Cow was kind enough to send an email, but it was a little long. Uh, I uh, read it, and I thank you. You made some great Star Trek TNG references, uh, or not references, but like references to episodes and things like that. And that was awesome. Yeah, it's a bit long and, uh, we'll stick to something that's a little more time, uh, time something. 
Ooh, it's getting late. All right, let's go here. Uh, from Right Calif Coast, it says, um, I brought up politics because you mentioned it, not uh, not because I wanted for you to discuss your own political opinions. That said, if you did, I think it should not cost you any of your existing friendships. As for adulting and not being successful, there are cultural realities and expectations which we are all subject to. Not making over 100, 100K or being in a long-term relationship is not being a failure. We all progress through our own game of life at our own pace. Also, life is what you make of it. Be the best, Francis, you can be. But if you can see your role in existence to assist and elevate others, that should make your friendship one which uh, others would want and seek out. Hopefully those who you elevate will lift you up with them as the villain uh, of the season, uh, villain spoilers of the season finally of this recent season of animated pastel equines has revealed friendship is not only just magic, but it is power. And that makes uh, your friendship a massive magical power-up just a thought. All right, let me uh, break this down for the... Oh, dang nabbit! I did not play the song or the little sound bite. Some songs that sound bite uh, for the segments. So I'll play it right now. All right, there you go. These are just sound bites I use on other shows that I just, I just, <laughs> they're not being used. I might as well use them here. Uh, I'll probably think of something better for feedback. Anyway, um, politics. Yeah, I don't, I don't look, look, I don't talk about my politics ever. Uh, I only do so with Dave because he's in a completely other country and he has a different point of view in regards to American politics being Irish. So it's interesting to discuss politics with him. But for the vast majority of people, I don't discuss it because A, it's none of their business and B, it just causes turmoil as we have been seeing lately in this current political climate. As for adulting, you're right. We all go on our own pace, but statistically speaking, I hate to do this because I do this for a lot of things where I'm like, statistically speaking, I'll be forever alone, uh, which is true. Like, I mean, not that it'll be forever alone, but statistically speaking, there has to be a percentage of people who will be forever alone or who will be a failure at life. Like, there has to be. There has to be that percentage somewhere. And I can't rule out that I may be part of that percentage. I may be part of that statistic of people who fail at life uh, in every aspect. And hopefully, uh, if you get anything out of these shows, out of the online friend simulator... It is, at least you're not me. <laughs> uh, but again, you know, it's relative. I think people often use the thought of, well, people other places have it worse than me. The only problem with that is that it invalidates your feelings. And I don't see a benefit to invalidating how you feel. Yeah, sure. Of course, it's a fact that people have it worse than you everywhere, always, all the time. But how does that help you? at all. Does it solve your problem? Does it? No. I mean, yeah, I may change your outlook on what's going on with you, but I don't think it's a very good change. I think it's just you. It's an excuse to look at your problem and not pay attention to it and not give it some, some merit and some value. So I get saying, hey, there's hungry people in Africa. Go eat your vegetables. Or, you know what? Again, people have it worse than me. Yes, but that's, but yeah, I'm not going to say so what, because yeah, of course, that their suffering is important. People should find ways to help 
alleviate that. But don't let it belittle your own issues and your own problems. I think that just makes everything worse. Um, so yeah, uh, being the best me I can be, well, it's tough right now because I am on autopilot. Uh, as for, uh, elevating others. Yeah. I love helping people. That's like my thing. Ever since I was in high school, all I wanted to do was help people. And people came to me despite not having any experience in relationships. And they would go to me with relationship problems and friendship problems. And I would try to provide advice or just listen, mostly provide advice, <laughs> but uh, solicited or unsolicited. I always provided advice, whether they wanted it or not, but like, Ever since high school, I've wanted to help people. I became a psychology major as a result. Unfortunately, never did anything with it other than work for a group home for a short period of time where I helped at-risk children. So, like, I'm always there wanting to help people out. And I, the funny thing is, is that, you know, this comment says, well, uh, those who you elevate will lift you up is with them. No, that's actually not how it works, sadly. Like, I think it's possible for that to happen. I think 100% is possible for that to happen where you help people and then they take you up with them. But no, I, the very first thing I ever did for my very first podcast, the very first, one of the very first things I said for Geek Love Radio, which apparently was already a name used for another podcast. I'm an idiot and didn't research properly. But one of the first thing I said was, look, people are selfish. We all want to do stuff so that we get something out of it. We do these things because we get something out of it. Whether it's out, even if it's altruistic, you know what you get? You get a sense of pride or you get a self sense of accomplishment, which is fairly selfish. There's no, I don't think there's a true thing as 100% altruism. I think we always get something out of it, but people I think are inherently selfish. We don't necessarily think of other people. We just don't. It's not necessarily in our nature. So when I'm lifting someone up or making someone better, I am not hurt or surprised when they don't ask me how I'm doing or ever ask about me, but it's all about them. Or even if I say, look, if somebody tells me, when I ask somebody, like, for instance, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, great. What's going on? What's happening? Like, why? How are you fine? Like, what's what's happening? I elaborate. I ask questions. I always ask questions because I know there's something deeper. I'll be asked quite often, how are you? Well, I'm doing okay. That's it. And I'm glad they don't want to pry. That's fine. But they could ask. But I'm not, But that's not the point. I'll ask. Because I'm genuinely curious and I want to know more and I want to delve into it and I want to dig deeper. And, and so when I dig deeper, yeah, most of the time they won't try to lift me up. They don't care. Like if I'm having a problem, let's say I talk to somebody and I'm having a terrible day. And this happened recently, actually. I'm having a, I was having a terrible day. But a friend of mine called me up and said, hey, look, I'm having a terrible day. Well, guess what? I never talk about my terrible day. You just talk about their terrible day and I hopefully, and I've been, I've been very fortunate that I find people who find me somewhat funny, not necessarily on here. I'm not funny on here, but I'm funny and apparently over the phone and so I'll talk them out of it and I'll make them laugh and I'll hopefully, hopefully, hopefully help them feel better because they had someone to talk to and someone to listen. And yeah, I don't share my stuff because I don't want to burden anyone with it. I don't want to bother anyone with it. And I know it's hypocritical and I know it's dumb and I know that people will say, well, look, obviously they're your friend for a reason, but I've done it before. You know, I remember I have a very good friend of mine who will have a good back and forth. They'll mostly tell me about their life and I'll give bits and pieces of mine. But if I ever go any deeper, 
Oh, you can hear it in their voice. They're kind of tuned out. They weren't really paying attention. How can you tell? Well, they don't No follow-up questions, really. It's mostly, oh, okay, all right. Like, it's weird or whatever. And uh, yeah, look, there's no perfect way to do it. And I don't, and they're not wrong. They're not bad people for this. Look, they're not bad people. Maybe they were paying attention. Maybe they were. I'm just saying, like, you know, people have limits. And I'm not saying everyone does, but I think there are people who do. I'm making people sound bad. I'm making myself sound amazing. I'm not amazing. I just, I'm not. I really am not. <laughs> I'm just someone who is genuinely curious and genuinely just wants to help people. And that doesn't make me awesome. That just makes me a, 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 a nosy. <laughs> that just makes me like getting it up in people's business, which is bad. So, you know, that's all it is. Anyway. Um, but look, I, I, I want people to be happy. That's all I care about. Like if my friends are happy, if my family's happy, if like the people around me are happy, I can be miserable and that's perfectly fine because they're happy. That, that, that's awesome. You can ask for more. That's like the, that's like the best gift in the world is the people you care about are happy. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Friendships are great and it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great power up and it's great. It's, it's something that, uh, is awesome. And I've benefited a lot from my friendships. I, I have good people who, who want to hang out with me and want to spend time with me, which is all I could ever ask for. And the fact that they continue to want to spend time with me is a blessing and something that I will not take for granted. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's the feedback there. Uh, there was, uh, no, I guess there wasn't. Uh, I was gonna say there was a voicemail, but it never happened. So yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, that's it. I think that's it. I think I think we're gonna go. I think I think I'm done. Um, I think Gandalf will will will. Uh, I hate doing this. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna play it. And I, I'm not gonna. Okay, I'm gonna play it. Just once. Uh, if it'll let me. Okay, I realize that has nothing to do with anything. So there you go. That's the show. Thanks everyone for listening. Sincerestarcasm.net is the website. If you want to check out anything else, um, please go on to Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you happen to be looking at this this show and and leaving a review. Um, I know it's about twenty some episodes in. I, I know that every podcast asks for this, but but I'm a tiny, 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 tiny podcast. I mean, like. The level of tininess is is embarrassing, um, but if you can, that'd be awesome. Just just talking about it, you know, just 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 putting a comment or or, or giving it a five star review, at least at the very least, uh, just puts it out there for people to to hear and listen to and find, and uh, you know, makes this worth. Well, it's still worth it, even if I don't have like a million listeners, but it'd be nice just to be able to spread the word and get other people to listen. Um, OFSshow at gmail.com is the email address. If you want to send an email, like I said, right, Califcos has done the done that as well. But again, it's a little long. So if you keep it kind of short, I don't, I don't know how you can determine that. But if you keep it short, I'd love to talk about it on the show. 347-450-4335 is where you can send texts or voicemails. Um, keep it under a minute and I'll play it. I know Lister's mate does about three and then some sometimes. Uh, but, you know, 
I mean, look, if you hit the three minute mark, I mean, I'll, I'll at least play some of it. <laughs> so go ahead and do that. That'd be awesome. And lastly, at AKA the other guy is me on all of the social medias. I have been pretty light on social media lately. I'm trying to get out of, once I'm out of my funk, which hopefully sooner rather than later, I am fairly certain that uh, I'll be posting more and being much more socially interactive. So let's look out for that. Wow. Uh, there you go. I'm not going to say every show is going to be this long, but uh, so far, so good on the length of this. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, and I will talk to you all next time. No. I, oh, yeah. And the other thing I'm changing is I'm not saying you've got a friend in me anymore. I realize, why did I do that? That's embarrassing. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me do that. So I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, but you do have a friend in me. So know that at least, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye, everyone.